now you're gonna bring it up and and just put salt on the wound will you stop yelling at me no live in the entertainment capital of the world no no you're making me nervous but seriously it's the tc martin show no listen uh, you're making me nervous diagnosis Prognosis. Well, that's good. Osmosis. And they'll reset. Nowitzki again for the lead. Bang! It's the doctor, T.C. Martin. The doctor is now in. Glad to have you with us for our number two. T.C. Martin, Ballpark Frank with you. Thanksgiving Eve day. Throw the hyphen in there, the slash, whatever you want to call it. And uh, don't forget, uh, tomorrow we've got uh, Best Of Show. You can still listen to the show. Best Of, some of our best and funny interviews as well, too. We've got our comedian crew, Sinbad, and who is uh, recovering from, uh, from a stroke. So a little tribute to, to Sinbad tomorrow. Uh, Frank Caliendo, you hear from him. Kenny Banya. Uh, Steve Heitner, who plays Kenny Banya from Seinfeld fame. Mickey Sudo. Of course, Steve Berline, uh, Trevor Maddich. Uh, so the next two days, we've got best of shows Thursday and Friday, and we'll be back out again live. But, uh, yes, the show goes on five days a week, so make sure that you're listening right here uh, locally in Las Vegas or streamed anywhere, tcmartinshow.com. So, yes, best of shows tomorrow and Friday. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun with that, and we're back live Monday at 2. Yeah, looking forward to a couple of days off, but also looking forward to come back Monday. There's going to be a ton of stuff to talk about and a couple shows uh, Thursday and Friday that are not for the birds. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll enjoy hearing the best of especially with our comedic crew and everything. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, comedic, uh, this guy, uh, you know, he, he's, he's got the gift of, of the gab and a little uh, comedy factor, but uh, does a fantastic job, of course, as we know, as the sports director over at News 3. And we're talking about the one, the only, Brian Salmon, the pride of the NorCal, the Valley Joe. And don't forget, he's, he's traveled the world, my friends. What's going on today, B-Sal? <laughs> oh, my God. TC. And Frank the Tank in the building. How you guys doing? Frank the Tank. See, we've been talking about all these nicknames. We never use I've Frank the Tank. That, I've been called that before. Well, you've been called everything. I know. Are you okay with Frank the Tank? <laughs> yeah, I mean, as long as you don't call me one that gets us kicked off the air, that's fine. That's okay. All right. So we had Jay. <laughs> hey, so I'm sure, I will not. I'm sure you've interviewed Jay Schrader. Jay comes on the program quite a bit. And so when we had Jay down at the yeah. Cos- Cosmopolitan last week, uh, he was talking about Frank, and Frank had his, his bear shirt on. So he referred to Frank as Bear. He goes, yeah, bear, Bear's got a good point there. Yeah, Bear just made a really good point yeah. over there. And, it's, and it was kind of funny because he called me Bear because he saw the shirt, and it, he mentioned that he didn't care for the shirt that much. But also it also it just reinforced in my mind that it's like, yeah, he remembers TC. He's met me, but he doesn't remember my name, so I'm just Bear. <laughs> and Frank has that look you of a bear, doesn't goes, he? Man. Yeah, it's, you know what? It, it, uh, apparently we're doing the new sitcom, TC and the bear since, uh... <laughs> see i love it i love the name I, I like i like how that sounds better than frank the thing honestly it does tc and frank the bear <laughs> or just the bear it's tc and the bear tc and the bear i love that that's good hey, wasn't that wasn't there a sitcom back in the day about something in the yeah, bear it was bj it? and the bear it was yeah. BJ and that's the bear. why i said we're tc so, and the bear yeah you know? so, i like it, 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 yeah, it i like it at least it's got I know, a ring to it at least i know my parents planned me i wasn't a boo-boo yeah <laughs> 
Ah, uh, uh, right. Boo boo. Boo boo was, yeah, that's classic. Uh, 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 a, little, a little Yogi Bear reference there. All right. BJ and the Bear. Yeah, picnic basket. I'm trying to remember if I ever saw any episodes of BJ and the Bear. I think he was like a trucker or something like that. I don't remember. It, 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 BJ wow. or the Bear? I'm assuming BJ. You never know. Some of the things. I mean, Mr. Ed was a horse and he talked. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Did, but, he, but he didn't drive. Well, he actually did <laughs> drive the milk truck once, he did. I think. So, he yeah. did drive the bus. I'm saying maybe the Bear got busy with it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't watch the show either, but I don't think he did, but possibly. That sounds more like a B-Sal show. Maybe the bear got busy. This is a TC. This is a gem. A hidden gem in there. So, I've never seen that show, though. i never heard of that show, but so I, I, obviously I know Mr. Ed. Wow. Okay, that, there's I, a reason why I never watched this yeah, show. I, I, I don't remember that at all. It just proves I did not watch Give that the human record scratch. So, Jeez. So, so what? You're saying the bear might have been the the original furry? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I ah, I like that. I like that. Uh, I Sal. like that. The original furry. Be sound. We, we got open. What are you guys doing? We got opening night tonight at UNLV. No fans allowed, but uh, the media will be in attendance. I know you're off today, so you may not be partaking. I don't know if you're going to the game, but uh, it's Montana State Big Sky Conference, and uh, the rep and, yeah. and, and the Rebels. Have with eleven new players. Uh, give us some thoughts on T.G. Altsberger's squad here, and what we, do we expect tonight? You know what? I'm, I'm hoping that they play well, man. Like one thing is for certain: the Big Sky Conference is no joke. Montana State is definitely going to be no joke. It's not like they have a pushover opening game. You know what I mean? Like this is a game that they're going to have to play well in order to win. You said that I've I've lived all over the place. You know that I lived in Montana. I covered the University of Montana, and obviously Montana the State Grizz. has come to Missoula. There you go. Right. Yeah, I covered the Grizz. So, um, but yeah, I think T.J. Osterberger in his second season, he's getting a dose of what Marcus Arroyo is going through, and the fact that he didn't get a chance to have as many practices as he you know would have liked. Um, the team is going through the the pandemic just like the rest of us are. So. It, it's it's going to be a difficult season for him, but he now knows what to expect from this particular conference in the Mountain West and what is expected of him with UNLV. He's getting Jenkins, which is going to be a huge feather in his cap. You know what I mean? So And, and he's a player that's already being voted as the Mountain West Newcomer of the Year. So uh, I think we could – hopefully we can expect some big things from UNLV, the running Rebels, this season. When it comes to Rebel Basketball, where is the program right now in your estimation? Because I know they said it's going to take a couple years and get the players in that he wants to and that, but what's a realistic expectation from the fans this year instead of the overhyped expectations that they always seem to have, like, oh, we should be a Final Four team because we're Nevada-Las Vegas? You know what? Uh, I'm, I'm probably one of the very few people here that didn't like the firing of Marvin Menzies. Just in – and not saying because I thought he was a wonderful coach, but in the fact that if he had the next season, he would have had his players. Um, and I, I think that they would have definitely contended for a Mountain West Conference championship if he would have kept his players and all the guys wouldn't have ended up leaving. They had some continuity for a few years. I don't think he got a right shake. So as far as where the program is at, I think the program isn't as far along as it was during his last season. Uh, I, I think that, their expectations, I mean, they should, they should keep high expectations and strive for excellence, but I don't think that the team is any better than they were when 
Menzies was here in his final season. So, Brett, so a couple points on that. A great point, and I agree with you. Uh, again, I thought I felt bad for Marvin. I liked Marvin as a person. I'm sure you did too. He was very personable. He was he was he was great with with me and coming on the show and and you know. It, invitations to his house. Uh, the guy could cook some oxtail like I could not believe. I'll throw that in there oh, as well, wow. too. I'm telling you. But anyway, no, here's the thing with Marvin Menzies. At least he came from big programs. He was under Patino at Louisville. He had he had he could see the big picture, you know, been to the NCAA yeah. tournament in, in advancing and that sort of thing. And he was a great recruiter. He got yeah. big-time recruits. T.J. Altsberger, nothing against T.J. I like him as well. He's a Wisconsin guy. But when he came in, he says, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with this program my way, which we respect. Every coach wants to do that. But his type of player that he yeah. goes after is totally different than the, the athletes Marvin Menzies was recruiting. Now, to be yeah. fair, to be fair yeah. we cannot judge Otzelberger on last year because, again, he yeah. had Marvin Menzies players. He wants to bring this, you know, basically – perimeter system, shoot threes, basically no low post game whatsoever, and, and UNLV did not have those yeah. players in the Menzies regime. So I guess we have to judge him for this is his true recruiting class this year and next year, and then we can start judging him fairly. But did Marvin Menzies deserve to be let go? No. It was not Desiree Reed's Francois higher. So, you know, she wanted to basically start exactly. over. So exactly. I agree yeah. with what you're saying. I agree that, you know, Again, there seemed to be some improvement there. Uh, I wasn't crazy about what Marvin ran offensively, but it, at least, Me yeah. But again, I, I think he deserved at least one or two more years. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, if if Hardy, um, uh, what's the kid's name? That's still Hamilton. Yes. If Hardy yeah. Hamilton, um, the kid that transferred to uh, Texas Tech. Uh, I can't remember. He was a freshman. Um, uh, his name escapes me, but he was a, he was a freshman in Marvin Menzies last season, and he ended up being like a, one of the leading scorers on the team. Um, you got Mbappe, Jean, if you all those guys together, uh, you know, for three straight years, I think that that team would have been. I mean, it was only trending upward. You know what I mean? Like the team, the team kept winning more and more games. It was only trending upward. So I mean, it's it's built milk now, and it doesn't matter. But I just it it, it bothers me in the fact that. Uh, Berger is he, he hasn't done what Menzies had done leading into this this gig, and he he's likely going to get a longer leash than what Menzies got with this team. So, um, but with all that being said, I think that truly, if you're going to judge one coach a certain way, you need to judge the same coach another coach the exact same way. So, um, if expectations should be high, they should they should um, they should expect excellence from from Osselberger, and he should be getting put in place exactly what he told them he would have put in place. He, Like you said, he's got his players, at least some of his recruiting class for this season. They'll be running his stuff, and um, we'll see what they have. I mean, they need shooters, and hopefully they'll, they'll have some shooters. I'm really looking forward to the game. When you mention things that don't matter, um, how much does the schedule matter this year? Because is it going to be – it's not set in stone this year, certainly. We've seen 20 games canceled today. Is it a schedule that's yeah. there for people to look at and, and hope for? Or is it something that you have to be ready to make a change on a dime because, you know, with uh, with influenza season coming and COVID still doing what yeah. it's doing in that, I mean, we have no idea. We've seen the effect it has in football where there's only one game a week. What is this college basketball season going to look like? 
Yeah, it's going to be something else. I think what we need to do is cross our fingers and hope that they get all the games in that they're supposed to get in. But you, you guys probably saw, what is it, a week ago, two weeks ago now, when the Mountain West, they came out with their proposal as far as like how they're going to do the schedule. They're going to basically play um, series each week with the teams in the Mountain West. So a team will come down here, they'll play on, say, they'll play on uh, Monday, have a day off, they'll play on Tuesday, and then the team will go home. So they'll play the two games, and they'll each have – five home series and five away series per season or for the season in the Mountain West. So they'll get an opportunity to, um, you know, they won't have as much travel going back and forth. So hopefully that helps with, with COVID. And as you said, uh, the flu season is coming up as well. So, I mean, I'm like you, man, like Frankie, I'm, I'm just hoping like to my lucky stars, man, that they, they get a chance to play as many games as they were hoping to play entering this season. But who knows? You know what I mean? Like, really, who knows? No one knows. Hey, Brian, let me ask you this. You talked about, you know, T.J. Otzelberger uh, getting a little bit longer leash. Who gets a longer leash, Otzelberger or Arroyo? Does he get longer, yeah. you know, be, uh, coming off what Tony Sanchez, you know, had? Because, again, any time you're talking about a college program, whether it's any sport, I don't care it's football, basketball, whatever, it's got to be more than three years, okay? I mean, again, yeah. you need at least yeah. two or three recruiting classes they need to be really five years if you really want to evaluate what you have and, and what a coach can do here so the question who gets the longer leash i think that um i, I think that uh, a royal is going to get a longer leash simply because um one the football team doesn't have the expectations that the basketball team has because they've never been good <laughs> you know just keep it 100 you know what i mean like they it's not like they have national championships and final four aspirations to, you know, hanging over their heads and guys in the rafters that have been all over the NBA and everything else. So as far as football is concerned, um, I think getting to a bowl game is, is the, um, the pinnacle for them. And, you know, winning four games in maybe his second season would be a huge accomplishment for him. Uh, and, Possibly maybe in his third season, fourth season, trying to get to a bowl game. I think Arroyo definitely gets a longer, longer leash. Um, and and the, the thing that's crazy about this is the fact that neither, well, and also that Arroyo has never had head coaching experience, and Osselberger has. You know what I mean? So I think they they should definitely expect more from Osselberger um, faster than they do from Arroyo. Is That's my all, personal opinion on that. Is, is it also partly the fact, too, that uh, in reality, because it's easier to build a basketball program because you get two or three players and all of a sudden you could have a successful basketball program in football. You've got to do the offense, the defense, special teams. There's a lot more pieces to put in place. Yeah, that's a good point as well. That's a good point as well. However, we've seen it where where guys are able to turn around a program quickly in football the same as they are in in um in basketball it's really your your players you know what i'm saying so arroyo is going to get an opportunity even though there's more of his players that he has to plug in being that the football roster is bigger but he still once he gets his players his players need to be playing at whatever level he wants them to play at very quickly just the same as a basketball coach's players need to be playing at a level very quickly and you get a really good quarterback then and a good scheme and system a lot of times that can overcome talent more so than basketball scheme and system can overcome talent. You know what I'm saying? So um, let's think about it like this. His buddy in San Jose, they had a terrible program. He turned that thing around in a year. 
This is true. All right, Brian. Stay. Brian Salmon joins us, news director over at, rather, sports director over at News sports 3. Thank Look at that, man. Look at that. <laughs> sports News, uh, News 3. We should just call it Sports 3. So then you could just be the sports director at Sports 3. I Happy, like it. Happy Thanksgiving. I like you just it. got a promotion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you got a raise, brother. You went from sports director to news director just like that. Hey, uh, you guys. Oh, have, man. In all seriousness, you guys have done a, a fantastic job of covering the Raiders. Uh, you and Jesse and, and Amber, uh, uh, yeah, you really, you really have. And, thank uh, you, man. It, I, I appreciate that. No, man. and you do. You work hard. And again, a lot of times, you know, people, you know, I always, you know, when you're in the media, you, you look at other people in the media, whether it's radio, television, even print, you got to acknowledge, you know, what, you know, what everyone's doing. And I, again, I watch it. You guys do a fantastic job. I, I do. Um, Give yeah. us some thoughts. Give us- Money coming to you, TC. Money coming to you. Thank you, my man. I appreciate that. Seriously. So, talk to us about the Raiders. As, you know, coming off the close, but you know, uh, performance not good enough to win Sunday night against the oh. Chiefs, and now they get ready for the, the Atlanta Falcons, and they got to go on the road. But give us some thoughts uh, from last Sunday night. Man, first of all, again, TC, I, I really appreciate you saying that, man, because uh, I, I think. You know how, like I know, uh, a lot of times stuff that you do goes unnoticed. And just like I've told you off air many times, man, I've listened to your show, and you you get good guests. You're very good at what you do. So definitely I appreciate that. Um, And as far as the Raiders are concerned, man, last week was a heartbreaker, man, because going into that game, I'm sure that most people you talked to didn't pick the Raiders to win, obviously. But they also likely predicted them to get blowed out because Kansas City was extra motivated and the drive around the Arrowhead Stadium and they're going to put it to them. And really, the Raiders, if their defense would have showed up, they should have won that game. They really should have won that game. Derek Carr, once again, outplayed Pat Mahomes. His passer rating was better. He had three touchdowns to one interception. Mahomes, two to one. Even though Mahomes made the play to win the game, Card did the exact same thing. His defense just didn't back him up. So um, I think the Raiders, and they did it on a national stage. It was beautiful to see what the Sunday Night Football on NBC did, showcasing the Legion Stadium, Las Vegas, to all of the football world, and the Raiders showed out on that national stage. And I, I think that it raised the bar for them and, and gave them a, um, it gave them some, some spotlight to the football world. But moving forward, them taking on the Atlanta Falcons coming up this week, this is a huge, huge, huge game because the Falcons aren't any good, and um, a lot of people are expecting them to. They're expecting them to win. Like you have to win this game. You can't. You can't beat the Kansas City or you can't lose to the Kansas City Chiefs and then go on the road and and, and kind of get rid of all the the goodwill and, and, and momentum that you 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 earned in that loss. Because no doubt about it, they earned some momentum in that loss. So you, you have to go down to Atlanta and win this game. But Atlanta's not a pushover. Even though they're terrible right now as far as their record is concerned, going to the ATL and beating them in, in that dome is not going to be a pushover game at all. We know there's the old saying that there's no such thing as a moral victory in professional sports, but wasn't that kind of a moral victory for the Raiders? The fact that they did almost beat the Chiefs, it basically came down to the team that had the ball last was going to win that game. And when you consider the COVID issues and everything else they had, and they already beat the Chiefs once this year, they've got to be feeling if we can get into the playoffs, who knows what might happen. I, I completely agree with you, Frank. I mean, like you said, you know, there are no moral victories. 
However, going through what they went through with seven players being uh, or eight players, but seven players basically that were going to play being on the COVID list for the entire week, all defensive players and doing walkthroughs via Zoom, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then coming out performing the way they did, you have to take something good away from that in a game that they feel like they let get away from when they should have won. So with that being said, the Raiders, and I guarantee you the rest of the NFL recognizes that if they get into the playoffs, this is a team that cannot be overlooked and they can do some damage, mainly because Derek Carr is playing better than he was during his supposedly type in, in, uh, MVP season a few years ago when he got hurt when they made it to the playoffs. He's playing better than that right now. The Raiders' offense is uber-efficient. They can throw the ball. They can run the ball. Their offensive line is good. Um, they can do some damage in the playoffs, man. And I, It's only one game. You know, like I know, anything can happen in the playoffs. All right. So you've seen a lot. You've covered a lot of NFL teams. Does this Raider team make the playoffs? It sounds like you're saying, yes, they do. If we got to make that prediction today, where does this uh, team end up in what seed? I do believe that I do believe that the um I do believe that the Raiders will I'm sorry, my my daughter's over here yelling at me now. No, that's okay. I, I mean she the, I mean uh, she sounds a little bit better than you. I, I think she probably has a pretty strong prediction on this, I think. <laughs> uh, so do I predict whether or not the Raiders will make the playoffs? I say right now I think they're sitting in the seventh spot right now, right? Uh I, I say that I say that they go down to Atlanta, they get a big win. And to me, that's a big win. Any win in the NFL is a big win, especially on the road against yep. a team that has the capability of beating you. I say they, they win this game, that will catapult them and keep their momentum going, and they will make the playoffs. They will make the playoffs. Um, news three, you better be going to the playoffs to go cover this game. And I, I can't wait, man. I mean, you think about it. They only have one loss in the AFC West. They, uh, they have been given one loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, the only loss of their season. I mean, the, the Raiders, <clears throat> and think about it like this. Think of the teams that they've played against and the records of the teams that they played against. They probably have one of the, the best schedules as far as most difficult schedules in, in the entire NFL. How many teams have they played that have a losing record? One? Uh, I want to say yeah, the, the, yeah, the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. Is that the only team with yeah, a losing record? Yeah, yeah. And maybe the, maybe the Panthers now. I don't know if the Panthers now have, but when they played them, they did. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, losing record now. Exactly. Okay. All right. Uh-oh. B-Sal. Think about that, man. Uh-oh. Break, breaking news, B-Sal. Here it is. All right. Uh, our, our crack re- uh, research staff, led by the bear himself, Frank. The bear. BJ the bear <laughs> is not a bear. He's a monkey. Is this true? He was a monkey, BJ and the bear. It was a monkey. So why is he called a bear? I don't know. Maybe that was his name or something. I actually, I actually Googled it real quick, and I looked it up. And, yeah, BJ and the Bear, they show the picture, and then all the pictures are him with a, a chimpanzee, it looks like. But there was a truck there because they show the BJ and the Bear truck. So okay. I, so he was a truck driver. But that And, and again, it just shows it. I didn't know the theme song at all. Neither one of us ever watched this show. So, so, I don't know how long so here it was it is. for. Our, our, our cracked, in parentheses, cracked <laughs> research staff, the Bear is actually a pet chimp. And he is named after B. Sal. Any guesses? He's named Uh-oh, after someone's um, special. Big time. Bear, Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant. It's got to be Bear Bryant. There it is. There it is. Bear Bryant. Frank is the winner. 
Thank you. Paul Bear Bryant. I said Bear Bryant. I said Bear Bryant. B. Sal, it's a, it's, a, it's a tie. It's a push. It's like Serial Madness. Okay. <laughs> you owe me a coat, Brian. I just Googled it, too. <laughs> Googled I Googled it. it, too, and I can see the, I can see the hat that he has on. So it had to be Bear Bryant. That's, that's funny. Oh, Who's this guy with this feathered hair, though, that's playing BJ? That's what I want. I have no idea. Like I say, I, I remember the name of the show, but I don't think I ever saw an episode. But I think I remember the commercials for it where they would always show the truck driving. Yeah, so can't look like Sean Cassidy or somebody. You know, Who is that guy? I don't know. You know <laughs> like smoking the bandit oh. wannabe or something, driving the truck. or Either that hey. or, you know, Clint, Clint Eastwood with the, with the chimpanzee and every which way but loose. Oh, those yeah. Moments. Those are actually some good movies. Those, those were good movies. Like, oh, yeah, but, movie. yeah, but he was actually an orangutan, not a chimp. Wow. He was. He was. Wow. I, I do remember that. Those are actually some pretty good movies back in the day. I, you know what? I bet you that they made this, this TV show with that in mind. You know, because everybody was using, like, a chimpanzee or an orangutan for something. You know, trying to – just like during um, whatever that movie was with Tom Hanks and the dog. Remember they had a, a, oh, yeah, a yeah, slew yeah. of movies that yeah, came uh, through. Yeah, Turner had, and like, Hooch. Turner and Hooch. Yeah, you remember they – Look at that. Exactly. Bring it up for me. All right. Uh, what's this, <laughs> the actor's name was Greg uh, Evagon. I don't know who he is. He reminded me of the <laughs> with that blonde feathered hair of uh, the guy part of Cobra Kai. You know the the the. the, the oh, that's what we look like. Oh, yeah. Did, did you see that? Hey, first of all, what's that? <laughs> Numbchucks interrupted us again. Who's against Cobra Kai? Is yeah. against me. Yes, yes. You're talking, and now, and now that that Hammenager is in charge of Koala Kai, right? Yes, yes. Show more mercy. Oh, Show wow. more mercy. Look at it, it's coming strong today, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, you can tell. Show more mercy. You can tell. You can tell. But you still have to show me the money. Remember that, okay? This is what the show has gone down to. Is we're getting ready for Thanksgiving here. But you know what? B Sal is getting uh, ready for. Well, yeah. how about this segue? B Sal is getting ready for a uh, VGK special tomorrow night at seven o'clock. B Sal. Golden Knights coverage, fantastic job. What do you got going tomorrow? Ah, thanks. Yeah, that's right, man. Um, myself, um, Jesse Merrick, and then Amber Dixon, she actually went to Deer Lodge, Montana. That's where Bill Foley has his ranch. Because you remember when the Golden Knights, they had their draft this year as far as the 2020 draft for the NHL, their headquarters were up at Bill Foley's ranch in Montana. So Amber was up there the entire time. She got a chance to talk to the chef got a really cool story on the, the chef that Bill Foley has, who's also the same chef that um, that cooks for the actual Golden Knights players. Uh, we talk about... So did like, she have some wine, cool though? That's what I want to know. I know. She, had she to got some, some when she was up there. She didn't share, though. Very stingy. Didn't share. <laughs> He's got a whole no, winery. A up there. Exactly. She could have brought back I a know. case. Yes. I, you know what? I say it like this: Shame on the Golden Knights because if you if you invite everybody up there, there's absolutely no reason in the world that you should not have sent the people back with at least three bottles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone should have came back with some bottles. Well, it so, should have been one of one of every I'm, flavor, right? Is well, one, is one a flavor? Something to give. <laughs> Well, what do you think it is? A sarsaparilla, Frank? Every every, every <laughs> different every different kind, every different type. Chardonnay, yeah. rosé, this, that, the other. I'm not a wine drinker. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> Me neither. I, I don't drink at all. At least three so, of us. So my, I'd love to have a bottle to give to the wifey. Yeah. All right, man. You know? All right. Yeah, but th- that comes on tomorrow, so check it out. It's Yeah, the Golden Knights are – our Road to Victory is basically like our, our uh, brand for Golden Knights coverage, but we'll have a Golden Knights Road to Victory special tomorrow at 7 p.m. on News 3 because you probably heard that Steelers and that Ravens uh, game got pushed to Sunday. 
That's, and that was going to be a good one. I know. And so here's he my question. Sunday, and it was – What's up? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you, but uh, we were talking about that. What is NBC? And you would know this. Here's our breaking news. What is NBC going to put in the place of the Steelers Ravens on Thanksgiving night? Brian Salmon, our on the spot, not only sports director, but our NBC go-to guy. Let's hear it. Exactly. That's one of the reasons why our Golden Knight special is going to be coming on because at that time, the, the, uh, the game was supposed to be Playing. So we're now going to have – I'm looking at some notes here at the station. We're, we're now going to have some news in place of when the game was supposed to be played. We're going to also run our, our Golden Knights special. And um, I think that – I'm trying to – I'm looking through this email right here because I'm not working, <laughs> which is a good thing. Yep. But uh, the biggest thing that we're going to have in place of will be uh, the Golden Knights. So here we go. we got nightly news, five. Uh, 5.30, 6 o'clock, 6.30, which is normal. And then we'll have our, our night's road to victory in Montana at 7. You got E.T. You love E.T., don't you? E.T. comes on at 7 p.m. And then NBC Prime, which is like the national NBC News, will come on at 8 o'clock. Well, so that's I, what they're putting on instead. I, news. I was kind of hoping after the Golden Knights that you'd have the Heidi, Heidi or something like that. Or Oh, there you go, yeah. <laughs> or, or maybe the Golden Child. <laughs> The, Eddie oh, Murphy. Ooh, there you that, go. That'd be much better. That's a good pull. The Golden Child, boy. I say, I, 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 I want the nice. Anyone remember that? Oh, listen, to you. look at you coming <laughs> strong with that. I mean, last time it was coming to America. Now we're going with the Golden Child. Look at this. We just might as well have the Eddie Murphy hour with uh, B Sal every time he comes on. There you go. Hey, we, and we, and we touched on life. You know, I had people actually hit me after the last time you were on saying, I never knew anything about life. Are you sure Rick James was in there? I go, absolutely he was. And they, had, they were saying the same thing you were saying. And, yeah, I had to prove it to him. There it is. You know what? I'm Googling right now as we're getting ready to get off this thing. Because uh, I, I never Googled after the fact. I believe UTC, but I just need to see one of his characters. So yeah, I, I told, I gave you the name. He would have been. Yeah, it was, it was Spanky Johnson or whatever the name was. Yeah, Rick James played him. He's, oh, remember we talked he, about this. He was when he was in he was in New York City before they left to get arrested. He must have been if he was Spanky Johnson. I'm assuming he wasn't one of the criminals. He was one of the guys that played in the Absolutely. bar or something like that. Absolutely, there you go. Oh. I mean, because. They wouldn't want to put Rick in, you know, the, the black and white uh, horizontal stripes because that's too much uh, with real life with him. Whoa. <laughs> Folsom, yeah, exactly. Folsom Prison, by the way, my hometown, I was there when he – well, I wasn't in the prison, but, you know, right there when he was there. So there you go. <laughs> and you know, Brian, so I think we wow. talked about this. You know who the first concert promoter promoted Rick James winning out of the joint was? Yours truly. That's, that's right. That's crazy to me. That's, yeah. Because you're the man. I mean, yeah, yeah. we all bow down to you, TC, yes. man. That's, that's what you do. But I won't tell you, you know how much I mean? money. You bring joy to folks. I won't tell you how much money I lost on that concert as well, too, because, uh, you know, Rick had his hardcore fans that wanted to see him, but there were a, a lot of people in the news media, B-Sal, that weren't happy that I was promoting that show. For a guy who, you know, oh, you know what I'm saying? Just got out of prison because yeah, of the whole, yeah, because yeah, yeah. why he was in there. Exactly. Yeah, that didn't you know go over what? too well. You, yeah, you know, I say to any of them is that if you pay your debt to society, what are you, you're not supposed to be able to work? Yeah. You want them to, you know what I mean? Like, you pay your debt to society. It wasn't like he got away with anything. Exactly. You pay this debt, right. you should be able to, allowed to come out and work, and you shouldn't have anything to say about it. That's, 
That's my thoughts on that, regardless of who you are. All right, brother. Hey, uh, yeah. we'll be we'll be watching tomorrow night since we can't watch any football. The VGK special tomorrow at seven on News Three. And B Sal, have Thank a you. great, great Thanksgiving. Enjoy. What is that? The uh, the salmon table. That's what we want to know tomorrow night. Is uh, Miss Ashley cooking up a storm? Is it you? You got the apron on. Break it down real quick. <laughs> yes, uh, Miss Ashley is cooking. My my younger brother and his wife and my little nephew they drove here to um to come stay at the house. So they're cooking as well. We got a ham. We'll have usually what we eat for for Thanksgiving. We don't usually do a turkey. We do fried chicken because I love fried oh, chicken. Oh, that's so what I'm have, talking about. There you go. Yes, yes. That's an insight into the the Salmon household, man. Big ham. Got some fried chicken. I love cherry pie. Um, I don't oh. I don't like. Pumpkin pie. Uh, look at this. Okay. You know what? If you're yeah, under it's... the limit of 10, Frank and I invited ourselves over. We're coming up. I mean, are you kidding? <laughs> fried chicken, Frank? The blue, like the blue ribbon fr- fried chicken to the Cosmopolitan and the cherry pie? Are you kidding me? That's uh, outstanding. It's That's... good stuff. Oh, butter pecan ice cream. You got to have the butter pecan to go this. with the cherry pie. Look at this. As long as Frank oh, yeah. can, as long as Frank can bring right his, now thinking about if it. If Frank can bring his Coca-Cola, he's in. I mean, that's all there is to it. There it is. <laughs> You know what? We've got some Coca-Cola here waiting at the house, man, because I don't drink soda, but we got it. So I love it. There you go. There you go. All right, brother. Be good, and uh, we'll see you very, very soon. Appreciate you. Uh, my TC, my man, as always, I appreciate you having me on. Frank, man, the greatest addition. Thank you. You guys have a good show. Have a good Thanksgiving. You too, man. You Thank as well, Brian. You. All right, there is Brian Salmon, the sports director at News 3. When we come back, we go from one Brian to another. Double B, Brian Benowitz joins us next. Who needs an enema when you can tune in to the Dr. T.C. Martin? Well, don't forget, you got time to get the William Hill mobile app and get some free money on the way. That's right. If you don't have the William Hill mobile app, get it today. Get it this weekend. We got... Football on Thursday, we've got two of the three NFL games, and of course, college football on Friday, and then Saturday, and then the NFL on Sunday, and of course, jump on in, get the William Hill mobile app. Free money, how do you get it? Use the promo code TC50. When you go deposit $50 at least, they'll give you another $50, they'll match it up to $50, and uh, you'll get that free money in your account. Promo code TC50. And get signed up at any William Hill Sportsbook, specifically the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas, now powered by William Hill. And, of course, our Friday home. We will not be there this Friday. We've got the best of show coming your way tomorrow and Friday, so make sure you tune in for that. We'll be back at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas in the William Hill Sportsbook a week from Friday. So look forward to that. And uh, our main man, Brian Benowitz, over at the Cosmopolitan, joins us now. What is going on, Double B? Hey, just uh, kind of going over these uh, college football rankings, and they're quite puzzling. I'm sure you've already talked on them uh, at length, but uh, yeah, just just doing okay. Uh, Going to miss you this Friday, and uh, hopefully you, you have a safe and uh, happy Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And you too, my friend, no doubt about it. And uh, you know, I want to you know t- we're going to get into the college football, but one thing I do want to talk to you about, and again, being in the casino industry, the hotel industry, and you know, we're always talking about you know the Cosmopolitan because you know we, we love the property so much. With the governor's ruling of you know twenty five percent capacity of restaurants, hotels, casinos, tell us where you guys are at with that, how that has uh, affected you over the last couple of days and moving forward. Well, it's, it's, it's a challenge, obviously, but we're going to persevere. We're going to follow exactly what the uh, 
governor has asked us to do, like we have from the very beginning. Uh, we're going to enforce all of our protocols. You've seen me there many times, uh, masked up every time. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just something we're going to do. Uh, we know that there is a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, the vaccine is on the horizon, and we just got to get there. So uh, we just want everybody to be safe and, uh, you know, do the smart things over this, these holiday season. And uh, hopefully the vaccine comes out real soon and we'll be back in business sometime, uh, you know, by the end of the first quarter. When it comes to enforcing those things from the governor and that, uh, how difficult is it? Because you have people staying at the hotel, then people coming in off the strip because everybody wants to check out the Cosmopolitan. I mean, I'm sure you have like people counting people coming in in and out and that kind of stuff. But it's got to be an extra challenge for you. But uh, I'm sure that nobody probably does it better than you guys do over there. Yeah, we have an automated counting system that comes in and out, so we know who's going in and out of each door. Um, we we have been following it with the 50% rule uh, for quite some time. Uh, we've never come close to 50% uh, in the overall casino, uh, but we've uh, you know almost hit the 30% threshold in a couple of our places like the sports book our high limit slots and high limit tables. So those are areas that we definitely have to, you know, zero in and uh, use our technology to help us out. All right. Um, most of the people who come in and visit the Cosmopolitan have been fantastic. They understand our protocols. Um, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's difficult for them to remember, hey, I took a sip of uh, my drinks and I put the mask back on. And so we just got to gently remind them, and, and, and most are very accommodating as we move forward. All right, Brian Benowitz, the VP of Casino Operations over at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Of course, our Friday home there from 2 to 4. Uh, again, we'll be back there a week from Friday. All right, Brian, we talk about college football. The rankings came out. It is uh, Alabama, number one. Nick Saban will not coach in the Iron Bowl. We haven't really seen it, uh, seen it affect the point spread. This number 24-and-a-half. I'm not sure if you want to lay it without Nick Saban or not. You want to pass in this game. But, you know, this is a big revenge game for the Tide as well, too. And we've seen the Tide in revenge games. Usually not pretty for the opponent here. And Auburn, you know, we've talked about this team they got blasted by Georgia. They've looked a little bit better the last couple of weeks. Still not sold on, on Bo Nix as a quarterback. He's, he's, he's a sophomore. He's starting to get it. But I'm thinking no contest here with or without Saban. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, I, I don't see Auburn as being, a, a, even though it's a rivalry game in the Iron Bowl and all that stuff, I don't see them as being a viable uh, a competitor to Alabama. Alabama kind of slept walked through the first quarter and still won by 60 last week against Kentucky. Um Auburn did not look great against Tennessee. I watched a lot of that game, and uh, if it wasn't for uh, the Q quarterback uh, basically horny-brooking somebody at the end of the half and allowing a 100-yard pick six, uh, Tennessee probably wins that game. Mm-hmm. So get your eye on any of the other games. Now, we will still have our best bets. So we, all, all of you guys, let's, let's get those best bets in at some time either uh, – Today, tomorrow, or some point in time, get them out of the way, and they will be up on the website by Friday. And uh, our best bets will encompass uh, Saturday's college football and, of course, Sunday or Monday uh, night football in the NFL. But, uh, Brian, who are you looking at so far here? Well, I I have not done any of the work yet because every time I turn around, another game is off the board. I know. So uh, it's it's very challenging. Uh, I think three games got canceled today or postponed, including Oklahoma. so it's going to be it's difficult uh, to see who's there and who's ready. Uh, but I'll have the homework done for you by, by Thursday night so that you can have a good look at it. 
Wow, I'm just looking at this as we speak. So four games canceled. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine postponed at my count, including the Oklahoma-West Virginia game uh, is, yeah, off off the board. Miami-Wake Forest also off the board as well, too, now. So Now, also, uh, I think Wisconsin's missing another game uh, with Minnesota. So, uh, you know, they're going to run out of games here real soon. Um, it, it shows when I look at the rankings, by the way, just how difficult it must be for the committee to come up with it. There are three two-loss teams ahead of the first uh, Pac-12 team, ahead of BYU. Um, it just, to me, it, it, they've definitely penalized teams uh, out west, it seems to me, since your first Western team is, let me see, uh, Oregon at 15, or I'm sorry, BYU at 14. So uh, it's got to be almost impossible for them to figure this out at this time. Uh, The top four seem to be a slam dunk. If they run the table from where they are, uh, you know, we'll probably see, even if Notre Dame loses to Clemson in a close game, they will probably stay in there is my, is my guess. Yeah. Let's look at that. Okay. So Alabama, number one, we mentioned Notre Dame, number two, they are over Clemson because of the Irish's victory a few weeks ago. Uh, Clemson at number three, Ohio State at number four. And I think once you get by those four, it seems pretty clear-cut and dry. Yes, it's a difficult job, probably trying to go from you know five to 10 or 10 to 15. But at that point in time, I, I don't think it matters. I mean, you can say what you want about Cincinnati. They're going to probably be left out of the party. BYU is going to be 10-0 and 0 when it's all said and done. They're going to be left out as well. It would be nice if the committee would just say, you know what, we've got too many cancellations. It's going to affect teams you know, Wisconsin, some of these other teams in the Big Ten, they're not going to have enough games. And again, you know, Oregon could run the table in the Pac-12. It's not even going to matter. But it'd be nice to the committee to say, you know what, this is the perfect time to go to eight. Let's suck it up and let's go to eight. It seems like the the logical thing to do, uh, especially when you're looking at a Northwestern team. I mean, what if they end up playing Ohio State to an overtime game, you know, in in the championship? Who knows what would happen there? And, you know, Florida. Ohio State even gets enough. Right. Ohio State even plays enough games at this point. Right. And, you know, A&M is at five and Florida is at six. They both have one loss. So, I mean, they could make things interesting because, you know, I know I know Florida at least has, has a game, you know, coming up, what, against Alabama in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, Florida's also got a, a quarterback right now that's in the Heisman talk, and sometimes that'll help a team get in because they like that marquee thing for the TV markets and everything else, and Florida is a storied program out there. But uh, I also do find it interesting, and we talked about it a little bit this week. You mentioned Cincinnati and BYU. I'm a little bit surprised that BYU's that low. I know they said because of strength of schedule, but they've beat everybody pretty handily, including Boise State when they played them. And I'm curious if Cincinnati – can you imagine if Cincinnati somehow gets up to number five at the end but doesn't quite get in? Are they going to look back at not getting that touchdown right. and looking like they beat UCF easier than the final score indicates because they should have won that game by 10? Right. Absolutely. Was that the craziest ending you've seen, Brian? Uh, nice little cover for me on that one, huh? And I appreciate the text on Saturday. Uh, that that yes, that was a, that was insane to have that. And, and Frank's Coastal Carolina cover was pretty sweet as well. Yeah. The guy should have gone down, of course, but uh, you know uh, he ran it in because he's a, a college kid, and uh, you know I think his name was Strong or Swift or something like that right. uh, from Coastal, and he uh, ends up getting the late cover there on the pick six. There it is. All right. All right, my man, we should be in the middle of hockey season right now. You know that, right? And I know you're missing going to T-Mobile Arena like like all of us are and everything. Uh, you got a quick thought on the Golden Knights real quick? Yeah, I think the Golden Knights are the team to beat uh, going into next season. 
Um, I, I, I like some of their off-season moves. I think that maintaining Flurry and uh, um, Leonard. I can't think of, and Leonard. Yeah. yeah, I can't think of his name. Is it, a smart thing, especially with Leonard with a shoulder surgery. You don't know if he's going to be ready. You know when that season starts sometime in maybe January or February. And so having a, a, an incredibly quality backup in uh, um, Flurry makes a lot of sense. Uh, you got the best free agent in a, in a right-handed defenseman in Petrangelo, and uh, I think again they're going to be the team to beat uh, when things start. It's going to be very goofy. I don't know how many games they're going to play, but uh, hopefully. They get started, and uh, maybe it's some time where some of us can get some vaccines in us, and we can get to those games in T-Mobile, and there'd be some fans. That would be, uh, you know, a thrill. What I don't understand is college basketball and their urgency to start so soon. Um, it seems like that would be an easy one just to delay it a couple of months, move everything back, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, play it when people can uh, be safe and, and enjoy the games. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the NCAA hasn't done exactly a lot of things smart, it seems like. Yes, yes. All right, my man. Uh, appreciate you as always. Uh, I want to take a couple minutes here as we get ready uh, for Thanksgiving, as this is Thanksgiving Eve, as uh, we say, as the, the sun gets ready to go down here. And again, uh, you know, for tomorrow, I want everyone to enjoy themselves. And uh, I just want to take a couple minutes and throw some some thanks out there as well, too, uh, to friends, family, uh, and especially all of our listeners out there who have listened to this show. They're dedicated no matter where they're in Las Vegas or anywhere else. Those that have basically followed myself and Frank over from down the dial where we were before. So just, you know, this time of year gives us some time to to look back and, and, and say thank you, uh, which I want to thank all of the people that make this show happen, which includes Frank. I'm very happy that you, you joined me here, my friend. Uh, you add so much to the show. Numchuck over here as well, too. Earthquake, Mark Hayes, everyone over here. And a big thank you to you, Mr. Double B, Brian Benowitz, because uh, you've been with me for three-plus years, and without you, this show would not happen, and I want people to know that. You're hospitable. The Cosmopolitan has been our second home for this show, and uh, you mean a lot. Uh, Your property means a lot. These guys that are with me mean a ton, so I just want to say a huge heartfelt thank you, and I love all you guys, and I mean that with... Uh, all my heart. Well, that, that's very kind to see, and the, the feeling is mutual. Um, you and Frank are, are, are fantastic. You're always prepared for every show, and uh, uh, I learn a lot listening to you. So, uh, you know, I'm very thankful that the uh, the show is at the Cosmopolitan, and we, we love having you. And uh, a week from Friday, we'll be back chatting about uh, hopefully a lot of things as we're turning the corner, and then maybe there'll be some vaccination news mm-hmm. and uh, you know maybe some hockey news to talk about when maybe that season's starting. So a lot of exciting things on the horizon. It's just a matter of everybody being safe and getting there. Exactly, exactly. All right, my friend. So enjoy your, your Thanksgiving with the, with the family as well, too. Yeah, and, and Brian, I just want to throw in, too, that one of my favorite things about joining TC here is meeting uh, people like you. Uh, you're a great guy. You, you truly are the blue ribbon of the, uh, the resorts on the uh, strip out there. So, uh, you know, I appreciate everything with that. And I know you actually couple have, uh, I believe you have a couple ponies running this weekend as well, so good luck to them. Yeah, absolutely. Huh? Thank you. Yes, on, uh, on Thanksgiving, uh, Avenue de France running in the fourth race at Del Mar. Uh, she looks really strong. Uh, the race sets up for her well. Uh, take a good look at her. She's 5-1 to one morning line. And then our buddy Proud Pedro in the Hollywood uh, Turf Cup uh, came up very strong in the race. He's actually 20-1. to one. I think he'll be bet down a little bit uh, and has a legitimate chance out of the 10-hole in the seventh race there. So 
There you go. Hopefully, you know, the Toast will be there cheering them in. So, uh, well, hopefully uh, get a couple winners. And, uh, <laughs> and Numchuk went to, to Blue Ribbon. He took his entire family. Uh, he, he had a fantastic time, he said, last weekend, Double B. He said he went nuts. He oh, went to chicken. You went chicken. You went everything. So uh, there it is. I, I, well, we, yeah. After he told us how much money he dropped at the Blue Ribbon, uh, he said well worth every dollar, though. He said fantastic. Uh, uh, and he gave it a great Yelp review as well, too. Pay that man his Perfect. Money. You know, Blue Ribbon's a sleeper. I recommend anybody to try it. Of course, we've got some great steakhouses there uh, in uh, Beauty and Essex and STK. Yeah. But Blue Ribbon's just as good, and it's got a great raw bar and all kinds of fun stuff like the chicken wings. So uh, mm. uh, it's a really great place. And You'll not get any better service out of those people there. So, oh yeah, uh, come enjoy it. All right, brother. All right, be good and enjoy. Stay safe, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right, there it is. All right, Brian Benowitz over at the Cosmopolitan, and uh, again, shout out to him, the Cosmopolitan, our other great sponsors as well, uh, Freddy's Frozen Custard and State Burgers, and everyone else uh, part of this show. My man Curtis Beat and Dave Moore, the pride of uh, Wichita, Kansas, and all those guys. Again, I hope everyone has just a wonderful, enjoyable Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody out there. Have a great weekend. Join us again Monday from 2 to 4. And remember, sign up for that uh, William Hill because an extra 50 bucks would be something to be thankful for. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, promo code, got to get that in. Uh, TC50, just get over to the Cosmopolitan or any of the William Hill properties uh and there you go all right so tomorrow uh we are off but the show goes on best of you really enjoy the interviews we've got on that and if you don't hear it live it'll be up on the website as well too under the podcast section uh thursday and friday best of shows and then we'll back at it monday live again at 2 p.m all right all right guys have a good one enjoy and uh, we will talk to you again on Monday. Miss any part of the show, go to the website. And that's tcmartinshow.com. Very, very happy Thanksgiving. What's on your menu, Frank? Uh, probably some ground turkey because <laughs> I, I'm not going to make a whole turkey for myself. But uh, that is not my favorite bird. Yeah, uh, right on. Exactly. I want to thank Bill Cartwright, Brian Salmon for joining us, and Brian Benowitz. Have yourself a great Thanksgiving. And uh, check out the show tomorrow, best of, at 2.